You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV, subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at WMR.FM. In this episode, I'm really excited about this one. This one's going to be a fun one. Uh, but this episode is when is it your site's fault versus your host's fault? Oh my goodness, we all know that claim. It's your host, it's your code. Uh, and joining us for that conversation is Chris Wiegman of WP Engine. Chris, welcome to Press This. Hey, thanks, David. Glad to be here. Nice. And I know you know I know you do quite a bit in the WordPress community. We're going to talk about that a little later. Uh, but for those listening in this episode, what Chris is going to be talking about is basically how you can figure out if performance issues or downtime or errors are the fault of your site site or your code, your plugins, or if they're related to your host to help you answer that age-old question, who's at fault? Um, Chris, really excited about this, but before we kick off, and I don't know this answer to you, despite having known you for so long, but uh, tell me a little bit about your WordPress origin story. My WordPress origin story, gee, I have to think about this one. It's been a while. Uh, I, I, I realized I just created my first WordPress.org account 10 years ago, so it was a little bit more than 10 years ago. I was working at Southern Illinois University, and I had been an airline captain. When the recession hit, SIU had called me back and said, hey, when you were a student worker, you fixed computers. So you want to switch careers? We'll pay for a new degree for you and anything you want. Couldn't pay me much. About the salary of a captain, so about a little under 30000 a year. But any degree, debt-free. And I said, well, that sounds like a good deal. So I started building websites for them while working on a CS degree. And that's what led me to WordPress to fulfill their needs. 
Nice. Did you did you complete your CS degree or did you did you just get lost in the world of, of WordPress? Nope. I actually I finished a master's of computer science. All right. Good deal. Well educated. Well, hopefully you can give us some good insights then on making the differentiation between <laughs> host versus code, the age old question. You know, this this debate that, you know, rages as things go wrong with teams and uh, reminds me of this haiku about DNS. It says it's not DNS. There's no way it's DNS. It was DNS. Um, and obviously anyone that's dealt with DNS settings before knows why that's funny. But of course, we can kind of have similar um, things happen as we as we deal with hosts. Right. Um and Real quickly on you, though, um, you know, I'd mentioned that you work at WP Engine, but you're actually involved with quite a bit. So you could, could you, in WordPress, could you tell us a little bit about your job and some of the projects in WordPress you've undertaken or even still are involved with? Sure. Uh, historically, I built plugins is where I started with WordPress. I built what's now iTheme Security and a handful of other plugins used around. And I spent a lot of time on top of that optimizing. I built local dev tools to try to help large site, the enterprise level sites optimized. You know, university sites can ten, tend to be some of the bigger WordPress sites when you start getting into networks. So a lot of work around those. Uh, mostly server administration with the serve, with, with uh, universities and building things like what had been WP Engine's dev kit and a product before that called Primary Vagrant and all these different local environments to help test how things are running and stuff like that. These days, I'm working on our e-commerce team, where I've actually been spending a lot of time in various types of load testing around WooCommerce and data metric collection and stuff like that in order to help improve the performance of WooCommerce. Have you ever blamed a host for something, Chris, that ended up being your code's fault? Just about every time I see one of my own bugs, of course. <laughs> it's got to be the host, right? It's got to be It's got to be somebody else at first. I couldn't have made... Oh, I did put an extra period there. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I've been in hosting for over 20 years. And, you know, I think that the same is true the other way around, right? Where hosts will often say like, oh, it's your plugins, it's your code, um, but but actually might not be. And making that distinction is super important. Um, real quickly on your background, though, I know you've been involved with like the WordPress community itself, like you're really kind of ingrained in it in, in a lot of ways, at least socially. Um, but I know that you've also volunteered in the past. What were some of those volunteer projects like? Oh, sure. Uh, I still, actually, for going on eight years now, I think it's been, I, I'm one of the, well, I'm by far the most prolific monitor, uh, moderator of the jobs.wpengine.net. And I've participated in, I don't know how many, I was one of the organizing teams. Jobs.what.net? Jobs.wordpress.net. Okay, it said WP Engine. Yeah, it's jobs.wordpress.net. Oh, did I say WP yeah. Engine? I'm sorry. Yeah. You, I confuse my day job sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I've been working with that site for years, and then I've helped, I've helped organize WordCamps such as Utrecht Netherlands, uh, WordCamp US, WordCamp Austin when I used to live there back in 2012 to 2014. And I remember speaking, those WordCamps. Yeah, quite a few. And then I spoke at... Uh, gosh, over 50, I believe it is at this point, various WordCamps, South by Southwest, and other stuff about WordPress. All right, cool. So you know a little bit about it, and you've blamed a host, which makes you well-qualified for this conversation. <laughs> so help help folks understand, like I gave a little teaser, but like what, what does the debate typically look like when, when you have this issue in front of you, like code versus host? One of three things. 
it's either why is my host why is my site so slow why is my speed score so low S something along that which of course when you look at those speed tests one of the recommendations they always say is get a better host kind of a blanket one from the days when everybody had that two dollar hosting account and yeah maybe maybe the host could be an issue the second thing is of course there's an error why is you know why does this not work the way i thought it would or something like that and the third thing is simply an incompatibility i just installed this caching plugin why is it not working you know why why is it giving me problems why didn't it improve or anything so it's you're looking at either incompatibilities flat out broken or simply slow speeds are the three things that people tend to see and blame for them can go either way very quickly so i feel like as i hear you say that like incompatibility and like an error on the site in terms of functionality and look and feel like to me, those feel kind of like the same thing. It's almost like for me, the third thing would be downtime. I think downtime contributes to it, but it's more of a symptom of both of them. I say incompatibility and I can think of WP Engine in specific. And I think most hosts have this list of banned plugins. For instance, uh, one plugin that we now allow on our, on our, site is uh, on our farm at WP Engine is WordFence, but it took a long time for them to get that approved because they had a caching engine that would cause problems with our own caching, with our internal caching. So their incompatibilities of, you know, you're trying to implement a feature via plugin that's already implemented at the host level or some configuration or part of the hosting stack can actually interfere with that, what you're trying to implement. Okay, that makes sense. So then, as you think about like these debates, um, like as that moment of discovery, I guess that's varying, right? If someone's complaining about the site being slow, that could be the site owner kind of initiating that. An error might be a developer kind of discovering it as they're trying to implement something. Um, and then compatibility is like a ghost in the machine. You can basically never track down. Is that a good way to kind of classify like how those debates would come to be? I, 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 yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So we kind of understand, I guess, like what the debate looks like when you have these questions, I want to take a deep dive and ask you some more about this, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more press this in just a moment. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. 
We're talking about when is it your site's fault or your host's fault with Chris Wigman. Chris, right before the break, you gave us a little window into what these debates typically look like, focusing around kind of slow uh, or speed performance issues, errors in functionality, and then also um, compatibility. Um, so what are the most like common issues that surface in these debates? So let's go with slow versus speed, I guess, to start. Okay. Well, in slow versus speed, we're talking about symptoms here, right? So what are the most common symptoms that surface? And the most obvious one is a slow loading site. And how do you determine that? Probably Google page speed or GT metrics, webpagetest.org. There are hundreds of sites out there that'll tell you how fast your site is. So nine times out of 10, it's either you're looking at it and why does this seem to be, seem to be taking so long for me? Or, well, this developer just sent me this report and it says my site is slow. So it's, it's real versus perceived in some cases, but it's looking at either a report or just general observation. And so in these cases, like I figure if you're an advanced developer, you're looking at a Google page speed insights report and you're saying like, I generally know what's maybe my code or the encode, but is that not always true? Do you, or I'm sorry, the host. Um, but does that, do you feel like that's true or do you feel like there's ambiguity even for an advanced developer looking like a web page test.org report or page beat insights and saying like, I, I definitely know what's causing this. I think there's different types of advanced developer with this. An advanced front end developer might be able to pull a different conclusion out than an advanced back end developer on something like WordPress. For instance, uh, an advanced front end developer might look at it and say, oh man, we're loading this look at all these extra libraries we're loading. This is from the previous version of the site and X page back here loads this. We can clear out some of this extra craft, right? And that will improve parts of page speed. Whereas an advanced backend developer is probably gonna look at time to first byte. Oh, well this first initial page before anything at all happened took 17 seconds or you know, whatever it might be in, in that number. That's something on the server Oh, how do we address it there? So it's it, it really kind of depends on how you look at it, what the takeaways can be. And I've seen two, a whole host of very different takeaways. The truth is though, most of these problems aren't surfaced by developers. Developers tend to solve the problems where it's the site owners that tend to find them. So it's how do you approach a developer? Who's paying for the developer? Yeah, you know, there's a whole lot of questions there that tend to, at least back to our original question, which was do you blame the host or is it my fault? Well, now you start looking at who noticed the problem and what the developer's response to that problem is. Does that make sense? It does. Kind of like the, oh, my code's great. It must be the host kind of issue, but that might not necessarily be the full story. So if I'm thinking about it like in a blame host versus code perspective, and I'm, say, a novice user that doesn't know how to interpret these reports, it sounds like the big takeaway there is it just depends it could be your host, but it could very well easily be in your server configurations, or it could very, very well easily be your uh, plugins, your themes, or code that's within your site. And so, you know, whether to blame your host or not just depends. But I'm guessing if, if you feel or you know you're on a very slow host, uh, changing the host is not going to hurt your situation if you don't have the resources to, say, hire a developer to help you unpack it all. Does that sound... Fair. Changing your host won't hurt your situation. Well, actually, you know, sometimes changing your host very much can hurt your situation, depending on how caching is configured and stuff like that. Most often, I would say changing your host won't help your situation. 
I feel like if you're on a dirt slow shared host with like a hundred thousand sites on one server, like, you know, it when you're on the $2 hosting, right? Oh, sure. No, no. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry. In in that respect. Yes. If if you're going from a shared hosting plan to, you know, maybe it's just simply a a fact of last year, you had an average of 10 sales a day. Today you're doing 300, just that scalability. You might've outgrown the plan. And that's a little bit of both, you know, you can rightfully, Blame the host. The plan that you're on is not adequate for the site you have. And they're switching hosts or maybe even just getting a better plan at your existing host will solve the problem. Okay. What do we think about like, one of the things I always recommend to folks in this situation when they're optimizing for speed is to kind of go through in a staging version to kind of deactivate one plugin at a time and test their speed every time they do that to see if they can isolate the impact of speed uh, on speed by specific plugins. Is that a technique you'll recommend to like novice users to kind of pick apart where the problems might be? I think that's it. One of the things I tell people first is, you know, we'll look at that report and say, how many HTML requests is it making? Some of these sites you see them, there, there might be two, 300, and it could be, you know, 100 megs plus. And then I'll compare it to, you know, we'll find a site, I'll say, what is a site that you consider fast? Google.com, whatever it might be, right? And we'll, we'll run a speed test on that. And I've done this, this technique with numerous people I've consulted with over the years. Okay, this site has you know, 15 requests and it only loading a, a couple hundred K of data. Do you see the difference here? Oh, and then let's look at what your requests are. Well, you're loading every image. What plugin are you using to load these images? You know, and you just kind of lead the conversation that way. I, I don't like the turn off, turn on again, because it leaves, especially if, if you have 50 plugins, you could spend a week A-B testing each one of those, and maybe you'll get enough data to make an educated decision. Most likely, you're going to get confused. Oh, was this one faster when I had this plugin on or that plugin off? Yeah. So you like to take more like the waterfall approach. And for those unfamiliar, some of these speed test tools have what are called waterfall graphs, where they show you like every aspect or element in your site that's loading external and internal. And so it sounds like, Chris, what you're recommending is you just kind of go through the list and start to isolate the things that are taking the most time and causing the most problems. Yes. And even more so, I think the most important aspect of that that I've found that really helps illustrate the point for an awful lot of people is that comparison to a site they consider fast. Without a benchmark on what fast is, you have no idea if looking at your site, if it, you know, if it feels fast or that type of thing. So taking that benchmark and just comparing a couple of different sites really does educate people very quickly on what those reports can do. And earlier you said for your testing tool, you like to use speedtest.net, but did you mean webpagetest.org? I use a handful of them. I like Pingdom is usually the first one I do. Uh, webpagetest.org I do quite a bit of. Yeah, speed test is, sorry, that's ISP one. There's, I get a that's little testing the speed of your internet connection. It was actually right. created by an old buddy of mine named Mike Apgar. But uh, yeah, that's for testing your uh, ISP speed connection. Uh, and a great one I've added lately, which illustrates another point that we've seen as, as more sites go global is fast or slow, which is built by WordFence's team. And they do a really nice job of indicating not just it's it's fast or slow at in San, for a server in San Francisco, but it's fast or slow for servers all over the world. And it does a much nicer depiction of where is it fast or slow. You know, if, if you're selling 
some, you know, you're selling Christmas things from Germany and you're trying to sell to the U.S. and in Germany, of course, your German customers, if you're hosted in Germany, aren't going to complain. U.S. customers might complain. So then you could start seeing differences like that, which can in some cases be blamed on the host. You know, that's funny you mentioned that because that's such a big part of like, is it your host's fault? And it's not always, you might, you might consider it to be your host, but it might actually be the network connection between your hosts and your customers, um, either by parts of the world or even individual ISPs. That's why edge caching and things like that, of course, are so helpful. Um, but that's a really good distinction I had not thought to make in this episode. Um, okay, so from the from the speed perspective, there are definitely critical things, and having a good host is critical, um, but definitely you know, big aspects of having a good host that kind of add to your performance. And then from a, a root cause analysis, it could be your code, it could be the things you're using or your plugins, um, but to really get a deep understanding, you just kind of need to dive into things like waterfall graphs to see like what's loading on your pages, what's the things that are loading those, and are those really necessary? and then to compare it to a benchmark. So let's shift then to your second point, which was like errors on functionality. <clears throat> and you kind of made the distinction earlier that this was different than platform compatibility issues, but like, help me understand, like what's an error on a functionality and like how might I root cause whether that's the host or not? An error on functionality would be a white screen of death in the case of WordPress, so the infamous PHP warning appearing on the site, right? We know that the uh, your plugin, you've had XYZ plugin on your site for six years, and all of a sudden there's an error on the front. Well, it can't be my plugin. It has to be something else. That's the type of thing I'm referring to with these types of errors. Themes are traditionally, excuse me, your, the theme layer tends to be the most blamed, I will say. I think is the best way to say this uh, layer as far as what this type of thing looks like. You make a theme tweak and all of a sudden something appears broken, right? Uh, maybe that's, you know, blame the host or maybe you didn't make a theme tweak or maybe auto updates did something to you. So you've got Some... something kind of happening behind the scenes and your site gets broken and you're not really sure why. And so I'm really curious about that next step though, to kind of isolate the root cause, um, but we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, You'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. 
TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. We're talking to Chris Wiegman about when it's time to blame your host. Chris, right before the break, you were talking a little bit about white screen of death, PHP errors, like major breaks to your site, kind of and, and what introduced them and how do I figure out if it was an update to my theme or a plugin or my host itself. So how do we, how do we differentiate in that case? Well, first thing, of course, is look at what's, you know, what, what does the error say? Nine times out of 10, that error is going to tell you what plugin or theme the error is occurring. in. Assuming you have error logging turned on. If you just have a plain white space, you want to go to WP config and turn on WP debug. Um, I don't need to go into the details that there's plenty of articles on Torque and other places on how to turn on WP debug, but that'll show you the actual error. Where in your code or in all the plugins and themes you have on your site is the error happening? And typically the error is going to point to a file and in that file name is going to be the plugin or the theme that's causing it. Once you have that piece of information, you can disable the plugin, change the theme, whatever it might be there, or and then what changed? Did you just update this plugin or theme? Did your host just update a PHP version? You know, that's always a, right about this time of year, every fall, PHP updates. Now, your host might not have it right away, so you might see this at a different time of year, but when your host adds that new PHP version, could that have changed? You, know, you need to figure out if it's, a, if it's not a brand new plugin version or if nothing has updated on your site, then maybe you can look back at your host. What does your host change? Look at those emails they sent you. We're going to switch your hardware. We noticed a problem here, and we're going to change this for you. Maybe it's a major hardware failure on that part. It does happen. So it seems like first move is to debug if you have that technical capability or mm -hmm. you feel comfortable doing that. And then when you identify the theme or plugin, you can disable it and then kind of backwards check what changed. I'm guessing for technical and non-technical users, things like automated backups of your site are probably critical in this kind of testing because you can recover um, from the prior version. And I guess if you recover from a prior version where you did make a change, you could then isolate if it worked. Um, that it wasn't the host, it was indeed something that had changed with your site. Mm -hmm. um, so that sounds like, you know, really kind of a solid path for isolating, like what was the major root of that error. So I kind of want to move to your next item here for the final segment, downtime. How do I know if the host was the cause of my downtime versus, um, or I guess that was mine, yours was compatibility. Um, but how do you know when like something you've added to your site's not working functionally that it's your host versus say just the way you implemented it? Easiest way, ask your support. Your host should have 24 seven support and they should be able to tell you if a plugin has a known incompatibility. And that does happen on these hosts. That very well, could you say that's the host's fault? Maybe there's a very good reason for it, but from your, you know, I'm trying to look at all these from the point of view of a, as a, of a, shop owner or site owner, yeah, that's the host's fault. 
if the plugin you need is not compatible on the host, right? And I guess blame and fault don't have to be necessarily negative things. Like oh, um, very you much mentioned so. WP Engine's disallowed plugin list, which has some disallowed on for security and performance issues. And then others, just because they're using PHP functions we don't allow, or there's something wonky with the way the caching works. In other words, they're good plugins, kind of like WordFence, uh, mm-hmm. but just the way they were implemented just happened to not work. I mean, and WordFence, of course, works on us now. But like, the, I guess your point here is that it could be the the your host could be the cause of you not being able to use that plugin in that way, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the root cause of that is a bad thing. It might actually be protecting you from something. And that's exactly yeah, that's exactly what I'm trying to get at. Uh, fault, you know, where do you, fault and blame are two are fuzzy concepts with this type of thing, right? Because it could very well might be, or the theme that you uploaded might have some strange PHP functionality that isn't allowed on the host for system. Typically that is because of security reasons. Yeah, absolutely. I know that is in our case. Well, Chris, this has been super helpful. I'll just recap real quick, slow and speed. Um, use those waterfall graphs to isolate those root causes. Host can definitely be a factor in that. Um, errors and functionality, check your debug log. Um, and then uh, use backups, I guess, if you need to, especially if you're a non-technical user. And then for compatibility, um, check with your host if you suspect compatibility because they might likely already know the answer for that particular plugin because, of course, you're not their only customer. Um, this was awesome, Chris. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Awesome. If you'd like to learn what uh, more about what Chris is up to, you can visit WPEngine.com. He's on the e-commerce team here. Um, thanks, everyone else, for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. Again, this has been your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.